0: Okay, so this is Todd, and you're listening to Conversations with People We Love, and we interview a girl named Casserly, and she's part of BU Girls Club. Kathy, what is BU Girls Club?
1: So we created BU Girls Club. Uh, It's a leadership and mentoring program for fifth-grade girls that we run in Elmhurst in Chicago, and the intention of the club is to provide support and help the girls develop a sense of self-understanding and self-worth and to help them trust who they are and what they can do. Really, the true nature of the program is to help them redefine success to remind them that life and happiness comes from the inside out and that they have the power to focus on their own viewpoint and the ability to create their own experience. Um, BU Girls Club focuses on the BU, Inc. principles that Todd and I talk about. Be aware, be awake, be connected, and that you can always feel the good in life if you are being who you are. And today we interview Kasserly Highland. She's one of our BU Girls Club graduates, and she shares her story of how to lose and how to pick yourself up with integrity. Hope you enjoy it. Adios. All
0: right. Uh, so let's bring in Rita and Casserly Highland. Casserly? Casserly. Highland. And um, who are these two people that are to my right and to my left?
1: Well, they're, they're, they are many different types of relationships with us. First of all, Rita's my friend. Rita Highland is a life coach here in the Chicago area.
0: I <laughs> Sorry, I was a little too loud. Don't do too
1: many. Um, and she's also in my women's circle, and she's also a good friend of mine. And her daughter, Casserly, is going into sixth grade, and Casserly is part of our BU Girls Club.
0: What does that mean? What's the BU Girls Club, sweetie?
1: Um, well, she's actually an original member. She's like old Founder. school. She's founding. a founding member. Yeah, big time. BU Girls Club is a group that we have of girls from the District 205 school area. (laughs) Elmhurst. Elmhurst area. Thank you, Rita. And um, we bring girls from all the different schools, and we have them focus on things that they wouldn't focus on normally in school, like emotional intelligence, um, what it means to be successful, and not always the most Embracing failure? Embracing failure, because that's what I was going to say. It's not always the most typical definition of success. What's
0: one thing you learned from BU Girls Club? Aside from making really good friends. Um. It doesn't have to be, like, a really important one. Just one thing you remember.
2: Um, it's okay to be okay. yourself. Amen, well, sister.
0: Hold on. It's your first good answer of the day. Let's see how many more you got.
1: <laughs> well, and we talk, we spend, like, what, Cassie, The first two sessions talking about who you are is good. Like, there's no need to be any different. There's no need to be like anybody else. What, you know, the definition of normal doesn't really exist. So, right? as
0: long as we're talking about BU, um, Rita, you're the mom. Why did you um, decide to put your daughter in this program without knowing really what it was all about? It's quite a leap of faith.
3: Well, fortunately, I did know Kathy and had yeah. great trust already established with her. But um, I, I just think that there is needs to be an opportunity for. Um, self-reflection, self-awareness for children. And if we all started out that place or that way, we would have easier lives and ways of coping as we go through. And I wish I did had something like that when I was younger. I mean, I do that with adults in my current profession now. But um, having a place for kids to just talk and be themselves and be, you know, it normalizes um any of their feelings, I just think it's and though it's it, you know we could do it every single day, but at least you have in the opportunity we you do it monthly we monthly do meetings. Yeah, we met every two weeks yeah. and
1: then um and then it kind of it continues because even though they graduated as b u girls club members, they became what's called b u leaders after that because they all wanted to continue again Casserly's group they were rock stars, and they're like, let's keep doing this
0: Casserly, how many girls did you know before you started?
2: I knew. Two people.
0: Two of them, and then how many were in your class?
2: Nine. 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 I
0: think. And did you make pretty good friends with the other girls? Yeah. Did it take a long time? Or actually,
2: I did three of
1: them. Yeah.
0: Did it take a long time for you to make friends with them, or did it... was it pretty easy? It was pretty easy.
1: Was it? Well, and that's the thing is like I the first meeting, you know, we've had a few Bu girls clubs. Now we've had you know different <laughs> groups, and they all walk in kind of saying, "What is this, and why am I sitting with you people?" Did you feel that way, Casserly? Yeah. Like what? I,
2: like my mom told me. The first time, like, it, if, um, because I I didn't really know what it was, and I and I didn't even know if I like wanted to do it or anything. But she said if you don't like it by the first meeting, you can drop out. But I continued to like it, mm. so I
1: stayed in. Oh, we're so glad. We're so, so glad. So you had two
0: out. teachers, me and Kathy, right? Yes. Who was better?
1: <laughs> don't answer that question.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't want to embarrass Kathy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyway, the reason that why we brought them on the show today is because obviously we wanted to talk about you Girls Club a little bit, but also Rita shared a story with me last week about Casserly that I thought was really amazing. And I don't know if Casserly realized how amazing it was, um, but her choices in the midst of some pretty powerful emotion were really great and even though I'd love for you and I to take credit for all of that and say it's BU Girls Club. Um, Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Well, it may be a little piece, but I think that, you know, obviously Casserly just in her own right is a very grounded, um, level-headed, compassionate person, but also her mom is as well, and her dad, and so she just has this kind of awareness, but I wanted her to share this story because I think it might help some other kids her age and also some parents because <laughs> I think some parents struggle with these things too.
0: For sure. So how do we start this? What, what's, what's this all about?
1: So what happened to you about a week ago that was kind of a scary or sad or not happy thing?
2: Well, we had soccer tryouts and I came home from a friend's house and my mom told me that I moved down from the A team to the B team. Mm. <laughs> And I just, I I cried for a little bit, and then I finally um, got some courage to call the people that moved up and replaced me, and I congratulated them, and and then I called my coach, and I told her what would it, how would it, how could I move up? maybe in the winter or fall or spring, and she said that here are a couple things you could work on and that could improve you to be a better soccer player. And she told me what I had to do, and I said, okay, I'll work with that. She told me some people that I could work with and we could make each other better soccer players. And... (laughs) And so we kind of worked that out. And then after I called the people that I congratulated, they were very happy that I called. And they were also very excited that they, like, happy that I called them to congratulate them. And after dinner, I think we went out. I went out to... One of my best friends' houses, and uh, well, that's on my team. And she and I told her that I moved down. And well, we we talked about it for a little bit, and she was really surprised. And she said, Well, you can, I know you're gonna be able to get back on the team in the next year or half a year. And so I said, Okay, I'll keep on working. And she just said that. You, I know you're going to be able to move back up because you're a really great soccer player.
1: Mm. Which you are.
0: So which part made you sad? Was it um, the fact that you just really wanted to be at this level or was it partly because you wanted to be with that same group of girls or was it both?
2: I think it was a little bit of both. Um, yeah, I think it was a little bit of both and... But I also think being on this team is also going to help me get more confidence Mm. with it. Because sometimes I just don't feel like I have that much confidence with soccer. And other times I feel like I have a lot of confidence with it. So I think this is going to help me.
0: Mm. Oh, go ahead. So here's my thing. When (laughs) I heard this story... I know Rita and I said this sounds like a parent trying to guide their daughter to uh, how to deal with failure. Rita did you say okay that sucks but now this is what we do next. You're going to call your coach. You're going to call these other teammates and all that.
3: What was sort of amazing to me is that I didn't do any of those things. I didn't guide her. Um, She was very very hurt and upset and and um, knew this was a possibility, but what was interesting is that she went on about all three of these things on her own. She was very um even in her um disappointment and, and the, the emotional intense emotional response as she was going through the emotional response she um said i i need to i this it was just one by one these three different things i'm going to call my friend and i'm going to go up please call them and let them know i'm coming up to to tell my my best friend I'm not going to be on the team please um I could just see her going through the things she wanted and needed to do. I, I need to call my coach and talk to her. And um, and then I, start, I need to call and she listed the names of these people that were going to go um, – that were going to replace her on the upper team. And I just was floored. Mm-hmm. I just I, – I, my husband and I both were certainly – delighted. I mean, she was almost a teacher to us as well. Right. I mean, we certainly would promote these things if in our sane minds, but it, you know, she went very quickly through, I felt through the process of, of experiencing the pain. She never once went and like put her head underneath the pillow or, you know, her head in the sand. And, mm. and, uh, that was what was, I just, I thought very healthy and, um, and, and made us very happy for her. You well, know, that she could explain. and me. I
0: know you want to talk, sweetie, but this is just so amazing to me because I totally believe you, Rita, and I totally believe you, Casually, but it is almost unbelievable to me.
1: Well, the reason why it's unbelievable to you is you don't see it very often. And
0: Adults can't do this. That's right. what
1: I mean. Is that that is the the thing that. We're going to talk about you like you're not here, Casterly. Hold on one second. <laughs> the thing that Casterly did was she had the feelings. She's still having the feelings. Mm-hmm. The feelings aren't gone. You don't pretend you don't have them. You get sad. You're disappointed. You're probably a little shocked, too. Did it kind of hit your system kind of hard? Like, well, whoa.
2: One of the things I remember saying is to my coach was, I always knew this was a possibility, but I never imagined it really happening.
1: Mm. Exact, Beautiful. Beautifully said. So we all have that where you get that wave of emotion that hits you. It's so normal. But the tools that she has are the ability, just like Rita said, to process them and not react from them. Right. She reacted from her heart, right. which her heart says... What do you do next? You call your friend. You, and, and what a wise thing to do. I'm going to call my coach and say, okay, I accept this, but what do I do next so I can get back on that team? You know, and that's probably not an easy call to make.
0: Well, and from the coach's perspective, and I'm kind of an amateur soccer coach, I I can't imagine, I I would be like, as soon as I got that call, I'd be like, I made the wrong decision because this this is the type of person that I need on my team, you know, physical talent or where you were in your soccer practicing, whatever. But I, you know, if you keep working at it and, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but I would be shocked if this coach didn't take you back. And I know that's not why you did it. It's got nothing to do with it, but that's the, these are the types of kids you want on your team.
1: I know. Well, and Rita,
3: from your perspective, what was the response? Because you've talked to some of the adults surrounding this since then. Yeah. And I think it, the person, the parent, both mother and father, approached me during one of the other graduate fifth grade graduation experiences and um, were floored. And they were almost emotional that they were caught off guard by Cashley's call because this is just... I do. I don't think it is, as you said, within... This isn't what adults do. This isn't what parents know to do or teach. And they can't do it themselves. So how could, on earth could they teach their children to right. do it? And um, when they're like, we thought, we, but we know you're a life coach. We started to think about, it, we, you're a life coach. And they talked Casterly and her talk for 70 minutes. And they said, our daughter's never even been on the telephone for 70 minutes, which neither is Casterly. And you know they said we you were a life coach and i'm sure you know you you, you were coach her, her right. to go mm-hmm. through that and i said i didn't say anything and they just their mouths fell i said she made that decision on her own she the second she knew she that that child was aware that she'd been moved up within the hour she was trying to call her and um i just you know that was one just floored that they that she would respond in that way and i think you know i think one of the one of the things that got brought up from even what is typical, I guess, in the response, and maybe that's what we look at too. Todd is like, there are a lot of people that their child's got moved down, and so the parents are rushing in to, so well, we're them. gonna we're gonna buck this system. Yeah. We are we're gonna we're gonna, gonna change this. I mean, one response yeah. was to us is like, are you gonna fight it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, she got moved down. Mm-hmm. She's yes. gonna a survive. Yeah. B even as you know, even if it's a wrong call, and and I don't I'm not believing or buying into that. If it was a wrong call, we have the opportunity to I believe to. Teach our kids how to to work through it like that. How do you do it when you're at work and you get the wrong calls made, you were yeah. passed up for the promotion, or you know? So it's it's I find parents very fascinating Me in too. our responses because we've got so much of our own stuff. Even you can see I get emotional watching her get emotional. I think that was my thing. It's like you just don't want. You never want pain for people, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like, can we just allow ourselves to experience the pain and then, as you're saying, move through? And that's where real strength comes from. See,
1: we have this perception, I think adults, and, and obviously that's passed on to children, that real strength is fighting it. Like you said, if we're strong, we're going to fight this and we're going to demand it. That's not strength. That's trying to overpower, and that's trying to, like you said, buck a system. Real strength is acceptance, vulnerability, and the definition of vulnerability, most people listen to this show understand what we're saying, but is being real. I am disappointed. I am sad, but I am still a heart-centered person who can see that this is going to benefit somebody else and that it's not like there's no possibility to go back to where you want to be. You know, you can work harder. You can, whatever needs to be done. Um, that is always a possibility. So, Casserly,
0: you get the call. This totally sucks. Where in the world did you come up with these ideas to call your coach and to call the girl? So first of all, you called, who did you call first? My coach. Coach said, or heard you know, got the new, what would you say to your coach?
2: I said, um, well, first she wasn't answering, so I left her a message and I just said, Um, I was just wanting to talk to you about the call you made for moving me down, and I was wondering if there's anything I, if if you knew of anything I needed to practice on that I could, for me to get moved up Mm -hmm. to the top team again.
3: What's amazing is that her coach did say that's the first time any cl- player has ever called her. Of course, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never heard of this. <laughs> Usually, they're probably like, "Oh God, here comes I, the firestorm." Totally. <laughs> um, but so she said that was the first time that she'd ever heard of that. But um, I had interesting. I had read some letter of how to deal with with tryouts and things, and it had given the advice to which I thought was fascinating because I didn't tell you to do it. It said, you know, you could meet with a cut coach to get these things, but you knew that intuitively, and I think that's what as a 10-year-old, I thought, I felt that that was profound, Mm -hmm. you know, that I didn't tell her, but she already knew that,
0: you know. Yeah, I would assume if I'm that coach and I'm experienced, I'd be like, here comes the call.
1: Right. Here comes the call of the angry child or the angry parent or the parent demanding. So were you
0: nervous calling your coach or were you pretty confident or it must have been a little awkward. I
2: was a little nervous also because I didn't really know what I was going to say and I had some idea of what I was going to say, but I wasn't totally sure if she was going to possibly, like, not, like, wanting me to call her if Mm -hmm. she didn't really want me to call her. Mm -hmm. So I had, like, some question about it, if I should or if I shouldn't.
0: Was it a quick conversation, like, two minutes or five minutes or ten minutes? Well,
2: it it was kind of more—well, she didn't answer the phone at first, but then she called me back. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, she said, like, she she talked to me, and it was more like a five to ten minute call.
1: Okay. And you know, the word that I keep thinking, and we talked about this in BU a lot, is taking a risk. Because sometimes, you know, and I know that sometimes that word brings up a lot of emotion in parents, but I'm talking about out-of-the-box risk, where you say, she may not want me to call her. But this is what feels right for me is I need to get this information and she's the best person to go to. So in the midst of having all those feelings, you took a risk and gave her a call. And it was a good decision now in hindsight, right? Yeah. You're glad you did that.
0: Well, one of the things we talk about in um, BU is embracing failure. And I don't know if you can have a better example of embracing failure than, than this example.
1: Because Casserly, and again, this is, I'm talking about this as an adult, but does not making that team change anything about who you are and your importance and your value? No. It changes nothing. It's like one of those pieces that of course you want it. it, There's nothing wrong with wanting it and there's nothing wrong with wanting to achieve and to, you know. It's perspective. It is perspective. And it's
0: really hard to maintain perspective when you just got your feelings hurt. It is. For Casserly or anybody. It is. Um, Okay. So you called your coach. And you made three calls Or two Two calls So and then you called This girl who took your spot Yes Did you know her
2: Yes I did She she goes to my school And she Her mom actually Worked with my mom mm. At a bank I think when
3: Long ago Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay <laughs> We have some we, But you don't know her Real well Not you...
2: real. Well I do I've like known her Since kindergarten But like this year We've started really being Like more friends Like we've been friends But we haven't been like really close friends this year we've gotten to know each other a lot better
0: so you called her up and what'd you say
2: i said well i i don't remember the exact words but i think i said like i got into a conversation like hi and i i started talking and then i'm like congratulations you made the top team and she actually tried out for another team and i wasn't so sure if she was gonna what team she was gonna pick right And, um, she, we kept on talking about, like, I said, like, any team you pick, you'd be lucky to be on that team. Mm.
3: They'll be lucky to have you. Or, yeah.
2: And, um, and then she, we just kept on going, like, about how we don't, well, I don't know, like, how they should call it, like, A and B or select and premiere. They should just... Have like
0: red and blue or whatever, yeah, instead of some those some hierarchy. Words,
1: I know they're in, and even yeah, those words can separate, yeah. That's
0: right. Like, mm-hmm. premiere is premiere the top. What, what, what is what do they call the top lead? Select, select, and then what's below that?
1: Premiere, gotcha. It's <laughs> that funny.
3: How does that even make sense? Yeah, exactly. it's a little yeah. backwards. I get it confused all of the time. I'm like, I'm forgetting what you did. Right. You're the best, you're kind of the best. You <laughs> want to be the best, yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> Um, I don't know. What else you got?
1: Well, I I just want to know if Rita had anything else to say about, you know, your experience or how you followed up with this. Like, you know, like you, you already said that she basically in that moment taught you a lot. But was there any follow up conversation or what's happened since then? Anything you want to share? I guess
3: I've been when i know when i would I observe maybe how i would have responded in my in my you know years ago or you know how i see adults acting today um or who would typically a typical response i've been impressed and, and surprised like she's not put her head in the sand you yeah. know and that she had to go out and play the game and, and see everybody for the first time yeah. you know and just say yeah i'm you know it's it's changing and um her ability to adjust and be um to write a new story and to see it differently and get it to choose her perspective. Like this could be a fabulous thing for a number of reasons. Personally for me, as I observe it and I, I come from a different perspective, I, what I find interesting is one, as a parent, I had to go through my own stuff yes. and it's, 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 I think it's important for us to, you know, was there a soccer team I didn't make at some point and and for me to process it and not, project my own stuff onto her. And Mm -hmm. I think that that happens a lot with um, parenting. Um, And so we have to be so mindful of whose stuff are we um, trying to go through and what are we trying to save people from? Um, So that was one piece of it. So it's healthy for me to have gone through it. Um, What other, the other thing is, you know, just the ability to be resilient and to move on and to do it. You know, I always say it's about reducing the lag time Mm -hmm. between having that experience Mm -hmm. and, and getting to go on with life, you know? And I think what I was, I thought was profound is that her lag time was short, shorter than, than the, than most adults would even be. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, being reminded as you do and be you, that you are not, you know, you're not the sum of what's happening outside of you. Yeah. It doesn't matter if that's happened. That doesn't mean you are lesser than, or, you know, occasionally the words were I'm a failure. I, you know, but it's, it's, it's getting real with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and And those those reminders that we need to have, both our parent as parents as well as and I think b u does that is just the whole we have to constantly put that back into our system in a world where it doesn't it doesn't confirm that it doesn 't always look that way exactly yeah. and so i um I also think you know because I know that everything happens for a reason you know i I think i mean i'll be bold and say I think the girl who got the call who was so floored that casually called will now probably. Is a ripple effect. She probably the next time she doesn't hit five stars on something will say, okay, this is how I respond. Mm-hmm. And that's how the world starts to evolve and change. It's right. And so, um, so casually making one small thing, which I don't think she was aware of that was, is, is going to affect that person differently or, you know, people, this being spread. Um, I know that there were r- markedly different responses to the exact same experience Absolutely, uh, factually. I know that. And, um, And so, and I'm so glad that, you know, we're sitting in the center or balanced or looking at things. And and that that doesn't mean that there's some sadness and we're above all this stuff. It's just, okay, how do we process it? How do we move through it? And what do we want to know? Because what we're doing now is teaching them for the future on how they're going to deal with the real world and real jobs. And mommy and daddy aren't going to save them from things Mm -hmm. and be able to, you say, well, we're paying this much and we want this thing to happen. So I just, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's a sad event can also be very um healing as well as um prophetic you know and, and so i tend to and i hope that you know help her see that this could be the greatest thing who knows well and that is exactly
1: why we wanted Todd or todd and i wanted you to be on the show is for that ripple effect piece i don't when rita told me the story and we talked about it i hadn't heard of that yet and i'm like okay Casserly's got to come tell the story because I want parents to hear this. Mm-hmm. I want them to know that this is a real thing. I want the parents to talk to their kids about that this is a response you can have because it's real. Like Casserly, the feelings of being sad and, and being disappointed, that's real. That's being human. That's what you're supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. And that felt good to cry and to say things and to, you know, to, to be able to get that out of your system. But then it was, again, your choices after that that make a difference in the world. And so I just thought that was beautiful. And I want to say this is another thing for BU Girls Club. Next year, the girls who are coming in, um, it's going to be very special because the group, um, they're not only going to have us, Todd and I, as teachers, but they're each going to have a sixth grade mentor. And Casserly is one of those mentors. She's so, off
0: to a good start. So I would don't you say, want her? Don't you
1: want her? And so if you have a girl going into fifth we grade. You should have a draft. Seriously. The girls,
0: the, new, the newbies should draft the graduates and say, I want this one or that Absolutely. one. Absolutely. And I got a feeling casually just jumped ahead of me. I
1: <laughs> think so.
0: On the draft Dramatic. board. She
1: might be on the select. Yes. Oh, Lord. The premier. Not yeah. the premier. Um, not the premier. But so for real, like if you have a girl going into fifth grade in this district, this, there's some amazing mentors available to them.
0: Well, and what I would like to say is. That as much as I would like our BU program to take credit for this, or Rita and her husband Grant, so we got Rita Grant, Catherine Lee, and we got another girl in there too, right? Yeah,
3: and a son, Leah and Cole. Leah
0: okay, and so Cole. there's two more. So yep. there's five Highlands all that. But and I, as much as I would love to give you credit for doing such a good job, this came from her. That's right. This came from her intuition, right? And I, I don't know. I, I don't think that could be taught. I mean, we can nurture that. But this came from her heart.
1: Well, and I think that all kids, we all come into the world with that. Mm. We're compassionate. We, we see things that way. We feel our emotions. We come from that deep place. But I think over time, that can get not beaten out of us, but we get taught that there's a different way. Right. And what she did is she went the heart-centered way. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you, Todd, that it's it's very innate. Well,
0: and the other thing I'd like to say is, you know, we consider ourselves teachers. You, uh, Rita, are the teacher for uh, Casterly growing up in this crazy world. And in this respect, she has taught all of us something. Like, we are completely the students to Casterly. And it's important that you know that. And to everybody who's listening, like, I don't know how many people listen to this, but at least a few thousand. And we can challenge ourselves based on the story you just told and i don't know how much more rewarding that could be so whenever anybody says you know kids don't know anything and we got to make sure that to bring them up in this world no if you just let them shine they'll teach you something about life that's right so that's
1: right. will you clap that up todd
0: sure i'll clap myself
1: Absolutely. I'll just clap that idea <laughs> clap up casterly
0: um as we're closing the show um and I still don't know if this is going to be in a conversations or if it's going to be a, in a regular Tuesday show but um Rita has a um practice. She does. And I would like you to tell us about your practice.
3: I am a business and life coach with the primary focus of of life coaching and I um I'm on a mission to reverse the trend of living overextended over um what uh, you know, over interrupted, over programmed lives and to really get clear on what we, um, what our real vision is, who we really are so that we can, you know, live, um, the business and the vision. And the, I do believe that when we're proactive or when we're deliberate and when we're, um, spiritually awake and, um, growth minded that we can change the world together and set the world on fire. So I, I genuinely work with, um, because I was someone in corporate America that is grateful that someone <laughs> woke me up. And so I tend to um, help entrepreneurs and corporate um, leaders. A lot of CEOs, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of, and a lot of um, men and women. But to, to um, get more deliberate about how they're um, impacting the world, thinking about themselves, digging deep, taking leaps they might not take otherwise so that they can thrive in the world, that it doesn't have to be painful I think one of the, mo- the biggest problems that I'm seeing is just this level of anxiety that mm. exists among people and mm. that obviously in no way um, supports us being at our, our best and making – whether it's productivity or um, – Creativity or decision making—it all—it's it all, it's it's all continuous bad news. Anxiety
1: yeah. too. It's like perpetual anxiety yeah. that we have to really look at and say, "Where is that coming from?" I so agree. I see that with so many people. So, how
0: would somebody, if they wanted to hire you, what would they do?
3: They would look at look me up at Rheda dot com, um, H Y L A N D, um, and. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes casually laugh, and we would. Um, we, we, we I, you know, I, I um, set up a time. You can set up a time on there to um, talk to me and see if there's a fit um, for coaching one on one. And then the, I'm offering some other group coaching and programs coming forward. So, that's really nice.
0: awesome. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, we will. Okay. Casually, what do you have to promote? Do you have anything that you're selling? Any lemonade stands coming out? <laughs>
1: I
3: don't think so no nothing you just you just can have a good summer honey oh yeah and I, that i think is what she's ready for it was oh, an intense yeah. ending yep. to fifth year graduation yes <laughs> so yeah right. yeah enjoying yeah um, and be you of course because you've enjoyed that because you're a founder yeah and keep on going as a leader so obviously you like it and i wouldn't force you because She's like, this is your stuff, Mom. That's so, right. She's but- like,
1: why are you making me go see these people? I know. Well, and like I said, it always starts out that way. And usually by the first session, they're like, okay, not so bad. These people are telling me I'm pretty great. Yeah, we like
3: that. More of that. So thank you to, to thank Kat, Todd and Kathy for being the, you know, just I think the the thing with BU is that it's a regular um you know, monthly affirmation and we all need those. It's like a spiritual adjustment for the, for the mind That's right. and um, like a chiropractic adjustment is for your body. I think it's, um, you know, it's the spiritual adjustment that we need on it on a regular basis and that our children need, we all need it as adults. But if we could start earlier, whew.
1: I know. And we just, and like you said, even though monthly doesn't sound like a lot, we don't set it up in our daily experience yeah. very often unless right. you're really working toward that. Yeah. So, Thank you, Rita, and thank you, Casserly.
0: Yeah, and if you want to hear more about BU, we'll, it'll be in the show notes, and we got some links on the on the webpage. All right. All right, so we're going to close out the show with um, one of Casserly's favorite songs. Um, why is this one of your favorite songs?
1: I can hey, really Well, it kind of sounds like her now that I
0: listen to you the words. It's very appropriate. It's very appropriate. The What's for the this? name of the song? Right.
1: Like and who sings it? Sierra Sarah
0: Borelli's, whatever that is.
1: Is that how you say it? Sarah Borelli's,
3: I don't know. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Is this a, do you use a song in the slideshow for BU? No? I think we
1: did in your semester. I think so. I don't remember, but it's a great song for all children, but all adults as well. All people. So play it.
0: Do you want to sing it? I don't know the words. Otherwise, I would play
1: it. it.